Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 176 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word and learn about you. Teach us more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what John chapter 19 has for us today. A crown of thorns and a purple cloak is put on Jesus. He was made fun of and hit by the soldiers. He took every beating for us, my friend. Then Pilate brought him in front of all the people and told them he found no fault in him. And we know there was no fault in him. Here we see it spoken publicly. But the chief priests and guards called out, crucify him, crucify him. Again, Pilate didn't want to do this himself. He was even more disheartened when the people told him he had claimed to be the son of God. In fact, verse 8 says he was awestricken and afraid. So he questioned Jesus again and asked him who he really was and where he was from. When Jesus answered him, Pilate really wanted to release him, but the people yelled, If you release this man, you are no friend to Caesar. And he finally gave in and made the decision for Jesus to be crucified. Pilate inscribed a title on the cross that said, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. No one knew where Jesus came from, that he was born in Bethlehem and came from the tribe of Judah, just as was prophesied. He was still considered a Nazarene. Pilate had this title inscribed in three different languages. The chief priests told Pilate he wasn't their king, but Jesus said, I am king of the Jews. Still, his people didn't recognize him. Even though Jesus knew who he was and that he was sent from God to save the world, his people still didn't know who he was. Have you ever tried to reach someone with a message you knew to be true and they didn't listen? Imagine how Jesus must have felt even though he knew their hearts and knew the final outcome. He suffered the ultimate betrayal for us and for them. Let us not be discouraged when those around us don't understand what we do. Let God's will be done in everything. I love this rendition of the crucifixion because Jesus continues to lead and serve while he is suffering on the cross. He makes sure his mother is taken care of by John in verses 26 and 27. And then we read that Jesus died. He said, it is finished. His life was given for you and for me. Let us be reverently grateful he was willing to die to save us, my friend. Lastly, we read about Joseph of Arimathea caring for Jesus' body. I love reading about this because it reminds me that God cares about every detail and every detail of our lives is worked out in advance. May we be patient to wait and watch for his work done in our lives. Let's see what we can learn about the early church in Acts chapter 5. Yesterday, we read that everyone sold their land and belongings and gave it to the church to distribute evenly. Today, we read that a couple, Ananias and his wife Sapphira, had different plans. They sold their land, but agreed to not give all the proceeds to the church as others had. They also agreed to lie about it. Both were killed instantly when they were asked about the land and the money and lied about it. The people who saw this happening were awestruck when they watched it happen. The apostles did many signs and wonders, and many people were added to their congregation. In fact, there were so many miracles being performed that people would bring their sick and lay them down in the street so when Peter passed by, even if his shadow went over the sick, they were healed. This must have been a magnificent time to live through. Of course, the high priest of the Sadducees became filled with jealousy and he had the apostles arrested. But the hand of God was upon them. He sent an angel to open the prison doors and direct them back to the temple to teach about Christ. Of course, the guards didn't find them in their prison cells, but were told they were teaching again in the temple. 
When they were found, they were questioned about speaking about Christ after being told not to, and they simply told them they must share the gospel as God told them to do. They told the priests about Jesus, who became very angry. One of the men acted in wisdom and told the angry men to be careful about what they were about to do, for they wanted to kill the apostles. He warned them if these men really spoke with the approval and power of God that the action of killing them would be devastating to all of them. However, if they were falsely teaching, then eventually their teaching would die down because the people would quit listening. Well, we know the rest of the story. They were speaking the truth, which is why we believe in Jesus today. Unfortunately, they were whipped before they were let go. While we may consider this to be a bad thing, the apostles rejoiced that they were being counted worthy to suffer shame and be exposed to disgrace for God's name. We can be especially thankful these men were led and guided by the Lord and that they became stronger than ever in sharing the gospel. Well, let's see what's happening in First Chronicles chapter 19. Have you ever been misunderstood? Well, we see the danger of being misunderstood in a tremendous way here in this chapter. The king of the Ammonites had died, and David sent messengers to his son with offerings of condolences and kindness. But his son, the new king, was given bad advice. He was convinced that the messengers came only to spy on him, so he treated these men with shame. First, in their culture, beards signified being free rather than being a slave. When their beards were cut off, they looked as though they were slaves. Also, a man's beard in that culture was their pride and joy. It would have been a supreme insult to cut off the beard of another man. Second, when their clothes were cut and they were exposed, everyone could see the difference between David's men and the Ammonites. David's men were circumcised and they were exposed in a different culture for all to see. Their embarrassment and shame were great. When David heard how they were treated, he sent for them and told them to stay where they were until their beards grew back. He treated them with respect and kindness. However, when the Ammonites saw their actions had set David against them, they hired men to do battle with them. When David became aware of their plot against him, he gave instructions to Joab, his chief commander, to ready his men for battle. In verse 13, we see Joab instructing his men, Be of good courage, and let us behave ourselves courageously for our people and for the cities of our God, and may the Lord do what is good in his sight. His words are excellent words for us to meditate on. This is a verse that is worthy of a note card to remind us to take courage when things look dismal. You see, Joab had troops on either side of him who were waging wars against him. A positive outcome was not guaranteed, but we read that all were subdued. In chapter 20, we read about the final devastation of the Ammonites. There was a small interruption because wars typically didn't go on through the winter months due to weather conditions. But once the battle raged again, the Ammonites were beaten. We read that David tarried at Jerusalem. It was during this time that he sinned with Bathsheba. Joab was still at war and winning on behalf of David. At one point, he called David out from Jerusalem to join him so he would be seen as the victor. God was with David and gave him victory in battle even after he sinned with Bathsheba. We know conviction came to David as well as repentance. We can be thankful the Lord is a forgiving God today just as he has always been. Let's see what Solomon has to teach us about wisdom in Proverbs chapter 26 today. This proverb is directed mostly to describing fools. I suggest reading each verse and allow God to show you if there is someone in your life that you give much credit to, but is described in any of these verses. Allow God to shine a light on those we need to not give so much credibility to. Allow God to shine a light on those who are the ones to whom you should seek advice from instead. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us about your grace, love, and wisdom. You gave your Son to be the sacrifice for all of us and save us for you. Help us receive the fullness of your grace and your love. Keep us seeking you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.